Welcome to the Thursday cross-reference episode of the Sailor Time to Pause podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. On Monday, in our walk through John's Gospel, we saw that Jesus promises to radically change our lives. Today, we think about that life he offered, described in part in John 10, verse 10, where Jesus says, I came to give life, life in all its fullness. I will stop and breathe in your presence, just breathe, just breathe. I'm sick of meeting up with my friends and having nothing to say to them. No new stories to thrill them with, because nothing has really changed since the last time we hung out. I'm sick of daydreaming about all of the places I want to go, and things I want to do, but never following through on any of them, because I don't have enough time, or money, or energy. I'm sick of waking up with complaints about how tired I am, sleepwalking through the day until I get all of my work done, and then falling asleep three hours later than I promised myself I would. I'm sick of doing the exact same thing, day after day, week after week, year after year. I want a change. I want an adventure. I want something different. I want to make more friends, drink more wine and get more tattoos. I want to see more places, take more pictures and learn more languages. I want to travel. I want to explore. I want to learn because there must be more to life than waking up in the same bed each morning, trotting down the same steps and eating whatever is left in the fridge. There must be more than ordering the same food at the same restaurants and browsing through the same stores, but never buying anything. There must be more to do, more to see, more to life. I'm tired of this repeated cycle. I don't want yesterday to be a copy of today and the next day. I want things to change, at least a little. I want a tiny bit of unpredictability mixed in with the expected. Because I'm sick of having identical conversations with people where I can guess what question they're going to ask before they ask it. I'm sick of sitting on the same couch and watching the same reruns. I'm sick of filling my stomach with the same snacks. I'm sick of watching movies about people living their lives and wishing that I could do the same. That poem by Holly Reardon expresses a common human emotion, that of looking at your life and being dissatisfied, the feeling that there's something missing. Jesus said that he came to give us life in all its fullness, life in abundance. But are they the characteristics you see when you look at your life? Or does it feel to you more like the thief has come to steal and destroy what Jesus, the good shepherd, has promised? If so, you're clearly not alone. Countries like ours are full of people who have all the material comforts they desire, together with such non-material blessings as a happy family, and yet they lead lives of quiet and at times noisy desperation, understanding nothing but the fact that there's a hole inside them and that however much food and drink they pour into it, however many motor cars and television sets they stuff it with, however many well-balanced children and loyal friends they parade around the edges of it, still their life aches. In his book, The Audacity of Hope, President Barack Obama says this. Each day, it seems, thousands of Americans are going about their daily routine, dropping off the kids at school, 
driving to the office, flying to a business meeting, shopping at the mall, trying to stay on their diets, and coming to the realisation that something is missing. They are deciding that their work, their possessions, their diversions, their sheer busyness are not enough. They want a sense of purpose, a narrative arc to their lives, something that will relieve a chronic loneliness or lift them above the exhausting, relentless toll of daily life. They need an assurance that somebody out there cares about them, is listening to them, that they are not just destined to travel down a long highway towards nothingness. Every single one of us has a deep desire to know how to live life to the fullest. Some of us are a long way from this reality and others may be closer to it. But when Jesus promises us abundant life, it's not talking about what some people may think. There are a lot of people and things that claim that they can give that inner fulfilment that people are looking for. Watch adverts on TV. Watch how sex, money and power are framed in the ads. Listen to the average politician. Read the self-help books that promise success, fame, importance or a happy family life, each asserting the backing of science or an ancient philosophy. They all claim to be the solution to the emptiness of the human heart. I'm afraid that some people seem to think that to have abundant life means having money, owning a nice home, raising many happy children, being physically well, having a lot of friends, being happily married or perhaps being happily unmarried. Now all of these may be good to have, but they in themselves do not impart the abundant life Jesus is talking about. There are Christians who have none of these things, but they know how to live the abundant life. And there are those that have it all and do not know the fullness of life. The Bible clearly tells us that the prestige, wealth, power and position of this world are not God's priority for us. In terms of academic, economic and social status, most Christians do not come from the privileged classes. The Bible teaches us that King Solomon had all the material blessings available to a man, and yet he found it all to be meaningless. Yet, on the other hand, the Apostle Paul was content in whatever physical circumstances he found himself. If abundant life consisted of an abundance of material things, then Jesus would have been the wealthiest of men, but just the opposite is true. As Christians, it's important to understand that physical blessings may or may not be part of a God-centred life. Neither our wealth nor our poverty is a sure indication of our standing with God, and it's important to revolutionise our perspective on abundant life. Just as we become new creations when we accept Christ in our lives, our understanding of abundance should also be renewed. True abundant life is not an abundance of stuff, but of the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, a growing abundance of love, joy, peace, faith and hope that will never run out, springing from a well that will never run dry. Let me give you a very brief and seemingly silly comparison. What would it mean if instead of offering you abundant life, Jesus offered you abundant soup? That's probably easier to get your head around. It would simply mean that you had more soup than would fit into your bowl, that if it was all poured in, some would run over the edge. More soup than you know what to do with, more soup than you could eat, so much soup that it would never run out, an endless, limitless supply of soup. And so abundant life is just what it says, seemingly simple though it sounds. And this had never occurred to me before, but abundant life is a life that is abundant with life overflowing with life so much so that the life within it can never run out it's the life that jesus possessed so abundant that death could not hold him and it's why the cross was not the end 
Abundant life is eternal life. It's the life that Jesus tells us begins when we're born again as citizens of the kingdom of God. And it's life so abundant that death will not be able to hold on to us either. And it's this life, his life, eternal life, abundant life that he offers. Beauty of a day 